baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. Brad Young, Amy Mark scores here in studio on the Chris and Amy show right here on KMOX. Uh, pretty full day already so far, Brad. I think we started the first hour with a very educational PSA from the Utes of America. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, uh, my cousin Vinny, if you haven't seen it, you got to see that. I've never seen it. You got to see it. I need to see it. Uh, yes, the the Utes of America on the new words, the words that kids are using that grandparents might hear around the holidays and not know what it means. And uh, Oxford came out with their word of the year. Now, this word yes. beat out Swifty. It beat out the word situationship. Which is like a relationship, but it's like a whole situation ah. where it's complicated. So it's called a situationship. But the word that beat out Swifty and situationship for the word of the year was Riz. And I got to talk to some experts on the word Riz. Can you explain what the word Riz means? What Riz means is technically whenever a boy goes up to a girl and... They say, like, a pickup line, and it's kind of like they're flirting. Um, <laughs> it means, like, a lot of people like you, and you're, like, if you're attractive. Kind yeah, of. you're attractive. I heard. Elaine here. Elaine <laughs> here has a lot of Riz. Elaine, that's her alias, yes. Did you use the word Riz last year, or is it just... No, no, no. 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 Literally, nobody like... knew what it was. Really? I don't think it was a word back then. Huh? Yeah, like... Back yeah, in no. 2022, yeah, in 20, the beginning of 2023. 20, 2020. So, Riz, it's it's a new word. It is, but I think the takeaway, Amy, as we discussed earlier in the show, I think the takeaway is we don't want guys like Ranji or me, yeah. all right, using the word Riz. It's good to know what it means. Okay, it's great to know that. But there's nothing that looks more ridiculous or sounds more absurd mm -hmm. as some guy in his 50s using words like riz or bussin but yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you're not going to say that in court no i'm Excuse not going to your honor but you know this what? is bussin exactly no i'm not going to do that <laughs> it's uh, well you well, you've got to talk to ranj because he does use words like bussin he'll say uh, this is a banger or it slaps and i tell him stop you're 100 yes. years old it's yes. off putting it's a little upsetting uh, don't do it. Like with so many things, Amy, you when compared to Ranji, you are 100% correct. Well, thank you so much, Brad Young. Here's what I did discover, though. I'm the opposite of the person that uses words, you know, that the kids are using. They're a little bit, they're a little too young for me. I use words that are too old for me, mm -hmm. like a hooligan and scallywag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I am 100 years old as well. Yeah. I use words that were used in the 1930s, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, That's so okay. I'm a square for sure in that. Uh, also, I, I like using words like epicondylectomy. You know, if you if you use that term 
at a party, <laughs> you're going to get a reaction if you say, hmm, you know, that reminds me of the time I had an epicondylectomy. What is that? Uh, that's a surgical procedure to your the uh, your epicondyle bone in your elbow oh, wow. where you have the surgery to, to move that. But it sounds... It just sounds really cool, like a chromioclavicular. If you say a chromioclavicular, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a pretty cool-sounding word. See, I love words, and you are worse than I am. I, know, I don't I even know chromiocondicular. No. Your ACL. Okay. Your chromioclavicular joint. Yeah. Not okay. the ACL. That's, that's, that's different. But this is, this is your collarbone, is where the acromium and your clavicle come together, and it's the acromioclavicular joint. <laughs> Right, right, right there in your collarbone. Did you learn this in law school? No, you learned that from deposing doctors. In <laughs> fact, I, I, used, I used to depose a doctor one time, and he had a sign on his desk, and the sign said, "If you cannot properly pronounce spondylolisthesis, do not ask me about it." Really? Yes. So, since you can say it, did you ask him? I did, and I and he said, "You said that correctly." I said, "Thank you very much." Oh, very nice. Uh, earlier today, as well. Uh, Brad explained a little bit how some of the headlines that were seen uh, about the Vatican blessing same-sex couples might be a little bit misleading. Exactly, because the the headlines that we're hearing and reading, rather, is that the the, the Catholic Church is moving closer to approving same-sex marriage. And yet that's not at all what's been happening. Uh, in fact, I had uh, one listener text me during the break that that uh, in Catholicism, that's one of the seven sacraments, marriage. Mm-hmm. And the document that was released reaffirms that marriage is only between a man and a woman. And so I don't mind that the Catholic Church, again, I'm not a Catholic, I don't mind that the Catholic Church is going to bless individuals. That's what the church is supposed to be doing. But what I take fault with is the media that wants to, wants to move the Catholic Church in an area where they approve same-sex marriage, and that is not what was done. And you're saying that the the media, a lot of the, the coverage of this has pushed it as a bigger revolution or change than it actually is. A spokesperson for the bishops, uh, the Convention of U.S. Bishops, said there's no doctrinal change. It is blessing individuals who are in a same-sex marriage, not blessing the union itself, which they said technically was not a doctrinal change. And you were saying, well, the headlines are making it sound like it's a much bigger shift than it actually is. Correct. And so my complaint about that is the way in which this has been reported, not the act itself by the Catholic Church. Hmm. We also spoke with Samantha Stengel, the executive director of House Everyone, uh, STL. Ultimately, we need a plethora of solutions to get people into permanent housing. And so House Everyone STL was really created to, again, innovate and help support. I'm a social worker by trade and social workers never stop doing this work, right? Like trying to get people supports, trying to get people into housing. Um, and part of why we were created is to help put new tools at the provider's disposal so that we can have more housing options, more housing stock, um, and really help drive new solutions um, for a changing landscape. 
Yeah, and talking about the housing issue, the homeless crisis in St. Louis, and how Samantha views the homeless crisis in St. Louis as solvable. And this is something Ranj and I have talked about before with the homeless people that are downtown. You want to give them the resources that they need, as much help as possible. Obviously, you can't force someone to take advantage of those resources, whether it is uh, counseling, uh, treatment for mental illness or addiction, or even learning how to have a skill set to live independently. Not everybody has that. Sometimes it is just a matter of finances and needing a place to stay temporarily until they can get back on their feet. A multi-pronged issue uh, for sure, but... We're not L.A. and we're not San Francisco in the scale of our homeless problem. When I see it downtown, yes, it is. It's too much. But I feel like we can solve this. We can fix this. Yeah. And and when you look at the California problem, I was just reading this this week, Amy, about how uh, one of the council members in San Francisco says that capitalism is to blame for the homeless problem. But really, capitalism, the, the departure of capitalism is part of the problem. So what I really liked about our, our discussion with Samantha Stengel is that she looks at bringing resources to bear, not just to hand out money to homeless people, but to teach them and to overcome the reasons that are contributing to their homelessness in order to solve the problem, not just pay money mm-hmm. towards the problem. Yes, and she also said uh, continuing to uh, exacerbate homelessness obviously is something that is first and foremost affordable housing. But ultimately, something that we really need to start focusing on that we're trying to help drive change towards is permanent housing. You know, a shelter bed becomes much more useful if someone is spending 12 hours in that bed and then getting rapidly placed into housing as opposed to someone who's currently spending, you know, 220 days in a shelter bed. So we could use our our existing infrastructure more efficiently if we had uh, more long-term housing solutions to, to place people in so that they don't then have to cycle back through the system. We also spoke with Moji Siddiqui of the International Institute. She's the executive director, or excuse me, the director of the Multicultural Affairs and Afghan Outreach, a really cool program. It's the Afghan Community Entrepreneurship Grant. These are $10,000, $15,000 grants given to um, deserving Afghan refugees with just great entrepreneurial business ideas. And again, that is an opportunity for these refugees who have resilience and skill sets and business ideas to contribute to our city. Folks suffering from the the, the fall of Kabul, business owners, like these folks had a life, and here you go, the government's falling apart, now you have to start over. You used to be a mechanic or a photographer or so many other professions, and now you're in St. Louis, what do you do? Well, thanks to Jerry Schlichter and the International Institute, now you get this little grant, which when you're a new person in a new city, a little bit can go a long way. And in partnership with organizations like Arch Grants and Midwest Bank Center, the winners of the entrepreneurship grant are able to start up a business. Imagine living in a city for only two years, barely being able to speak the language, but yet you're now able to start a business. It's a big deal. Yeah, and Brad, you were saying this is a real paradigm shift when it comes to helping new 
refugees and immigrants to our area. Yeah, exactly. Because, and I believe even someone texted in about this. I made the comment about how when you traditionally look at immigration at the southern border, financially it's a net negative. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing it. Uh, it means that financially you spend money to help people, which is necessary. And, and I certainly don't think we should stop doing it. But that costs resources to provide for people for housing, for food, for shelter, for clothing, etc. Uh, so financially, it may be a net negative. But what's interesting about this, uh, the, the as St. Louis celebrates the recipients of the Afghan Entrepreneurship Grants, that's a net positive. These folks are creating jobs. They're creating more tax revenue. They're fulfilling a need that the city has. Uh, there's not enough mechanics. There's not enough tradesmen. There's not enough home builders. So when you look at all that together, it's a net positive for our region. And I'm thrilled this is happening. He's Brad Young. I'm Amy Mark. Scores in just a few minute, music, minutes. Musicians Joanna Serenko and Tyler Dale will be in Studio B uh, with their Tyler Dale's new album, which features the incredible artist singer Joanna Serenko. Uh, but next, some pretty stunning numbers, Brad, uh, through a Harvard Harris poll about the support, or I should say, lack of support for Israel among young people, particularly college aides age people. This is the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. Amy Mark scores. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And Brad Young with you on a Tuesday. Brad, some pretty uh, stunning numbers out of a recent Harvard-Harris poll. 51% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 24. So 51% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 24 believe that the long-term answer to this conflict in Israel between Israel and Hamas was for Israel to be ended and given to Hamas and the Palestinians. I I think that that number is, I, I should say shocking. I guess it's disheartening, um, depressing to me versus shocking because of the protests that we've seen, um, particularly on university campuses. Uh, the streets of major cities uh, from St. Louis to L.A. to San Diego to New York to Philadelphia. You see Israeli-owned or Jewish-owned businesses, bakeries, restaurants be vandalized. You see a lot of young people in these protests. When you see a number like that, what do you think? Uh, a couple of things. First of all, the the, the first thought that occurs to me is— uh, th- this to me, and I, and I don't say that it's liberalism, but what I do say it's progressivism. For example, uh, we're told that, and, and rightfully so, that when you look at the history of this country, that there was a lot of discriminatory problems with our country. No question. Um, I, I don't a- attempt in any way to sugarcoat those. But the goal was integration. In other words, not segregation. The goal was mm-hmm. integration. But yet just this week, we look at the at the mayor of Boston who had a 
non-whites only holiday party, a person of color. So from her perspective, it was okay to have segregation. There was not an impetus for integration. And most rational, logical people looked at that and said, that's wrong. It's wrong to have a non-white party. We're going to have a party. If you're white, you can't come. By definition, that's segregation. What does that have to do with this? Because this poll, this Harris poll, is also done with Harvard University, Mm -hmm. which I think is incredibly interesting. But when you look at this, only 32% say they believe in a two-state solution. Well, a two-state solution would be one that integrates, allows both parties to live and to prosper in an area that they're fighting over. That, to me, seems eminently reasonable. But you look at the progressive viewpoint, and it doesn't emphasize integration. It emphasizes not, not even segregation, but it emphasizes elimination of the Israeli state. And that's simply not reasonable from any perspective. And yet on college campuses, it's not just tolerated, but it's the majority belief. Yeah, I I think you definitely see this projecting of what we're learning on American campuses. Maybe that's also in European campuses, but Americans definitely have this default where we project our own issues, cultural strife onto other parts of the world. And that's that's not how uh, world conflict works. No. I mean, even when you look at Europe, uh, there were a lot of people in Europe who looked the same, who were killing each other for centuries over religious beliefs. Uh, you will see war in Africa. You will see war in Asia. And not all of it is the same uh, dichotomy and conflict that we saw in the United States. So much we know of our uh, racial tension, conflict is our original sin in this country of slavery. Yes. And then 365 years of legalized racism. There's going to be fallout from that, and it's going to take long time to deal with those consequences. But I do think we have a tendency to project all of that onto every conflict. And I think even moving further away from the the racial tensions in the United States, it, it's moved even more to colonialism and this idea of, uh, I, I think it does have to do with kind of the critical race theory matter. I know at shortly after 9-11, uh, there was a, was a cultural Marxist professor who was lecturing uh, university members to understand and sympathize with the oppression that drove the terrorists on 9-11 mm-hmm. to take those actions and how it was really Western colonial yeah. oppression. I think that whole mentality is being driven and projected onto this situation in Israel where you're having college students sympathizing with Hamas because if it's always power and those who've been oppressed in their mind can never can never inflict injustice on power— then everything that those who feel are not in power, everything they do is justified. Yes, exactly. Those in power are always wrong. It's crazy to me that there are, what, 16 million Jewish people in the world and somehow they're considered the power in this situation. Exactly. And they have a small country the size of New Jersey, and they've had a presence there for millennia. Yes. I mean, the Jewish people had been in Israel for over 1,400 years by the time— Jesus, who was famously Jewish, was born in Bethlehem. So they've had a presence there. So to project this onto the situation in Israel and to 
justify that no matter what Hamas does, it's a resistance is very perverted in my mind. It is. But what the, the, one of the things that you said that I want to circle back to, Amy, is this idea of projection. Uh, Richard Engel wrote a book several years ago. He's the NBC correspondent in the Middle East. And he said the biggest problem is Americans don't understand what's happening here but project their solutions upon it. And I see that mm. as the exact same issue here. He's Brad Young. I'm Amy Mark. Scores in just a couple of minutes. Tyler Dale and Joanna Sorenko. I think they're going to have some music for us, Brad. That's great. Very nice. This is KMOX. This is Twin Flame from the new album by Tyler Dale. The album is Salutations. It will be released at the end of the month, 1231. So New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve and walking into the studio as I speak are our featured guests, the incredible musicians, Tyler Dale and Joanna Sorenko. I know you guys have been in Studio B before. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. So the few days leading up to an album, uh, pretty excited? Yes, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, this is an album that has actually been in the works for the past three years. So we have eight singles out currently. The first, um, I think, four came out in 2020, and it was right before the pandemic and everything, and so it, it got a little scrambled, uh, <laughs> and we had some other things come in, t- you know, yeah. in place, like we worked on Joanna's album, mm-hmm. which I think we were here um, last year promoting yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, yeah, we've just been busy, and we're it's finally getting around. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's great. That's Well, okay. So again, Salutations by Tyler Dale, December 31st. You were just listening to Twin Flame. And Joanna, while you're here, uh, let's plug your album that came out last year. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so like I said, Tyler was Tyler was the producer of my album, Best of Me. It's out there on all streaming platforms. Um, and yeah, we worked on a lot of that together too. So uh, it was definitely a lot of work to do before mm-hmm. <laughs> getting everything of his out. Um, But I just want to commend Tyler for real because he's had so much on his plate just with being a teacher and a school student and just gigging and all the things that come with all of those things. And then just finding time to be an original artist. You know, I think it gets swept under the rug sometime. Um, But with all the time that it's taken to put into the album, I think it's just really allowed time for us to really think about what kind of music we're wanting to put out. Tyler, who you're trying to be as an artist and the things you want to say and the people you want to use to um, make the sounds for the album, and I think it's all come together really beautifully in that time. So, Tyler, I wanted to ask you because you you've got a, a great career, and yet now that you're partnering partnering with Joanna on this, how does working with her change or influence some of the work that you were doing before you started collaborating? Well, ultimately, I mean, you know, she's such an incredible songwriter, um, and it's it's only just been helping. Um, expand me as an artist and as a songwriter myself. I mean, we're we're really good at collaborating. I would say this song, uh, Twin Flame, um, actually happened with me just sitting on my roof mm. <laughs> one day. I think she was working on some homework. She's um, finishing up her nursing degree at Maryville University right now. And she was working on some homework, and I think I went up there to get a Frisbee, right? Because we all know <laughs> that when you're playing Frisbee in yeah. the backyard, sometimes it gets lost on the roof. And I just started watching the sunset, and so I immediately, you know, I, I had to get my pen and paper out, and I started thinking about, 
you know, these words. And so I immediately took the words to Joanna and right away she was able to get a chorus together. So that's one thing that's been really helpful is we can really bounce ideas off of each other. I'll start an idea and then she'll finish it or vice versa. Or yeah, it's really beautiful the way we can like build off of one another. It's one of my favorite things about our relationship <laughs> is writing together for sure. And Tyler, this is your second album? Yeah, so, well, my first album was um, with my sister. We had a band called Leland's Road, um, and we released that in 2017 um, together. We we actually started out um, playing in wineries forever ago, whenever we were thicker than water. So we've kind (laughs) of seen some different um, name changes along the way. Um, And so, yeah, I recently started going as Tyler Dale. Uh, Dale is my middle name Mm -hmm. and is actually um, named after my grandfather, who was super passionate about music, and uh, he wanted us to pursue music and his love for music, so I thought it was, you know, poignant for That's me awesome. to start going as Tyler Dale. So this is your first album as Tyler Dale, yes. and this is your big Correct. your big release. At, are you going to be touring, performing with the release of this album at all? So currently, um, I'm actually getting my master's degree at SIUE. Okay. And so our plan is as soon as we graduate... And um, we were actually using ChatGPT, check this out, mm-hmm. as a uh, as a reference to figure out a tour. Like, where should we tour? We were asking ChatGPT, no like, wow, tell us the, the best places to play in these cities. And mm-hmm. so we're talking yeah. about kind of putting a tour together in probably 2025. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We were definitely, um, we've been thinking about getting like some kind of van or RV to be touring in. So we've been scoping out some cool Airstreams and stuff like that. We haven't nailed one down yet, but I can definitely see some van life in our future. For sure. I like it. If there's any uh, van dealerships, Sprinter Vans yes. listening, and you want to sponsor, sponsor a couple of musicians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be awesome. Not only the musicians, too, but our dog, Cedar. Yes. Um, nice. He's a Labradoodle. And if you follow us on social media, um, which I recommend, my um, Instagram uh, uh, <laughs> handle is Tyler Dale Music. And so you can follow us there where you can find all of our music, where we play, um, pictures of our dog, Cedar. (laughs) Yes, the three of us are looking forward to taking on some touring and traveling in the future. Now, Joanna, I wanted to ask you uh, this question because you got your start, your your big break was on The Voice. And so right now, of course, we know that Ruby Lee is getting ready to go tonight. But what's it like? uh, Because we can watch... We watched you on there. Yeah. We can watch Ruby Lee. But but you've been where she is. So what is she going through? What's in her mind? And what advice would you have for her? Because you've yeah. walked where she is. Absolutely. Well, you know, she's absolutely killing it right now. I just couldn't be more proud of her. Ever since her blind audition, I've been, you know, kind of following her along. And her voice is just so beautiful. And it's a, just such a powerhouse. So I think ultimately just having the confidence in yourself and knowing that you can handle anything that it gets thrown your way, I think is the, just the number one thing because she's she's absolutely got it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's just such an exciting feeling and just getting voted by everybody, you know, to the next round. I think it can get in your head a little bit, um, but you know, I think you just got to go with your gut, do your best, and just have a good mm-hmm. time with it. And having that mindset, because obviously you did, you did very well on the Voice. How does that? that mindset that you had when you were on The Voice, how does that benefit you now as you hit the road, you promote new albums, you try to expand yourself creatively? How does that same mindset play into what you're doing now? 
Yeah, well, I think your mentality absolutely affects your musicality, your physicality, and all those things. And I think that whenever you have confidence in yourself, whenever you just believe in yourself and tell yourself with the right words that you can do things, um, I think that that just pushes you in a different way that, you know, whenever you're working against yourself and your brain about, oh, well, what if people think this or what if I can't do it the way that I want to be able to? Um, I think that whenever you don't have any of that noise in there and it's only uplifting positive words um, is when I think that you can really be successful. And you need that resilience, determination, because everyone <laughs> knows the phrase peace, love, rock and roll. But really, it's like school work rock and roll like, <laughs> yeah. people you musicians have to grind and you see i i just I'll, I'll bring this person up because she's one of my favorites and uh to some people she exploded on the scene brandy carlisle yes. right just one of the incredible singer songwriter well she didn't explode on the scene like 20 years ago she i bought her album or her cd from her and she was behind a folding table you know just doing wow. gigs that she could do and that was 20 years ago. So you ta- think about all the work that goes into building a career in music. I mean, it's a grind. Yeah, we're always talking about, um, and at some point this is going to happen, but we want to write a reality TV show um, basically about the lives of musicians because it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, especially for me, I've been um, a private guitar teacher for over 11 years now. And so it's like Friday night, you're you know, playing a CD release show, Saturday morning, you're teaching somebody their very first guitar lesson. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes Saturday, you're at, you know, playing a wedding gig. Sunday, you're at the church, you yeah. know, yeah. playing in a church. Sure. And then it like, it just starts over. That's every weekend. Yeah. And then you're preparing throughout the week. There's just so much that yeah. goes into it. It's like glamorous 24-7 <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, totally. the glamour totally. is what we're the really going to pee in <laughs> on yeah. the show. Absolutely. I just love, I can't wait for the cut to be like rocking out your CD release show. And then it cut to the next scene is like. <laughs> first finger, first fret. Uh, that was me many years ago. I think what thirty-four years ago, and wow. then I learned the song "Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley," which is a horrible song about a guy I think is going to be executed. I don't know why you would, like, wow, that's down. uplifting. I know, "Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley," and it's the saddest song. So I don't know if they're teaching that anymore, but it was probably it was just in the first position. It was one of the you know, some of the fundamentals of. Guitar, yeah. I'm sure Good old that's Mozingo why they music. It. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there. So your your music, your album. What can people expect? What kind of uh, what is your style? Well, you know, I've always been somebody who hates genres. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, I listened to country, rap, rock and roll. You know, I'm a you know um, big lover of blues music. I was a jazz performance major at SIUE, mm-hmm. and so I love. You know, so many different types of music. I think we both do. Um, so ultimately, you know, my goal is just to write um, songs that showcase my life and, uh, you know, just my experiences. I think that's something that we're trying to do. Um, you're you're definitely going to hear a lot of Dobro. Um, this, this album features Josh Matheny on the Dobro from uh, Nashville. He's an incredible musician. Um, as well as, I mean, we have... Um, violin, steel mm-hmm. guitar, you know, yeah. some of the best musicians, mm-hmm. seriously, and producers in town. Logan Miller, um, who's an incredible worship leader and producer as well. He has his own label, um, Kingly Common. And he's been somebody who's helped produce um, on some of the earlier songs. And he's been there the whole way, singing harmonies, 
playing guitar. Yeah, but I think you do have a good dynamic of, you know, kind of like genre within the album because I think, you know, in the earlier stuff we have Playlist, which is kind of more of like a modern pop feel. Yeah. And then it flips side over to The More I Drink About It. Um, oh, yeah, which of course. Is, we, we can't we can't You know, and more like a country. Dad. Yeah, absolutely. That's featuring his dad, Mountain <laughs> oh. Man Dave Elder. Mountain Man um, Dave Elder. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. so growing up, he would sing with um, St. Louis musician um, and extraordinaire uh, Russ Bono. Uh-huh. And so they were songwriters together. And we actually feature three of his songs on this because I grew up listening to my dad, you know, sing More oh, I Drink About Western. It, yeah. Harvest Moon. Um, and then my sister and I actually sing uh, Know You by Heart, which is this beautiful yeah. uh, ballad from Russ. Yeah, um, it's very family-oriented. Like, there's some really good mm-hmm. songs on there that feature everybody from his family. And, like, I just love that, that, you know, he sings with his dad and his sister. And it's just always been a huge part of his life and, and now my life. And um, we, we even have my brothers and my sister. They, everybody is singing on several <laughs> songs on this album. It's really beautiful. So, in the background. Yeah. Doing some... BGVs. And <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Now, I saw that you brought your guitar. We're going to go to commercial. You guys, you want to play, sing a little bit when we come back? Yeah, I think absolutely. All right. All right. We will have more with Joanna Serenko and Tyler Dale. Uh, he's talking about his new album, Salutations. It is out December 31st, but we have more with Tyler and Joanna next. Brad Young, Amy Mark scores here with you, the Chris and Amy show. Super excited to have Tyler Dale and Joanna Serenko in Studio B. Tyler Dale has an album coming out, Salutations. It's his first solo album that is released December 31st, a perfect New Year's Eve album. You can debut at your party. And he's got a guitar in hand. And Tyler, you're going to play something for us? I am. I thought we'd go ahead and um, play Colorado Kiss. That's the first single that we released for this album. I love that. It's all yours. All right. Two wheels on the interstate The sun's second way down low Don't know where I'll rest my head All I know is I gotta go I'm done with punching in and clocking out It's time for my own show All the way from St. Louis I ride on the 83 Her wings gonna carry me All across the USA I'm on my own Not for long Could you come in with me tonight? Down on that lake shore You and me and nothing more Water on our skin Making out and giving in To your Colorado kiss Colorado kiss Soaking up the sun while we sing Rocky Mountain High Don't know where I am When I get lost in your green eyes Floating on her clouds As I drown in her blue skies Down on that lake shore You and me and nothing more Water on our skin 
making out and giving in to your Colorado kids. Yeah, baby. Down on that shore, you and me and nothing more. Water on our skin, making out and giving in. Down on that lake shore, you and me and nothing more. Water on our skin, making out and giving in to your Colorado kiss. You guys so much i love that um total self-indulgent moment i was engaged in colorado yes. so that song is super special <laughs> i can already tell it's gonna be a favorite for us absolutely. so thank you so much it sounds absolutely beautiful um i with the inspirations of all of your songs like you said so much family uh, behind the meaning of the songs um this one, I'm not going to ask about inspiration, but any inspiration on the song, The Colorado Kiss? Well, actually, so this was on, um, I wrote this on my <laughs> on my uh, Honda Goldwing bike. <laughs> my dad and I did a motorcycle trip um, basically to the Smoky Mountains. And so as I'm riding, I was just like, you know, just thinking about, man, two wheels on the interstate. And my my favorite thing one of my favorite places mm -hmm. in the, you know, world is Colorado. I just love the mountains. You know, we're actually going to be driving there, I think, uh, over our Christmas break just to see those beautiful mountains. And so, yeah, I just um, kind of had this whole idea and this scenario where I was mm -hmm. just in my head thinking about, I can't wait to get out of town and drive my bike to the other side, right? Sure. To the West Coast instead of the East Coast um, and check on the mountains. And um, it, this also... Um, Came because the song came up because my friend Eric Warren actually sent me a track which was uh, had these chords playing and they were um, no lyrics or no melody or anything and so he sent me that and I, I immediately kind of thought this is like a Cheryl Crow vibe yeah. I heard you that know, another uh, local mm -hmm. right musician um, and so yeah I just kind of wanted to build that scenario and just thinking about getting out of yeah, town and riding good. my bike around the country. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It has such a great sound. So Tyler Dale, Salutations, out December 31st. People can listen on Spotify, wherever. iTunes, all the streaming platforms. All the streaming platforms. Perfect. And then Joanna, if people want to check out your album as well. Yes. It is? On all streaming platforms. It's called Best of Me. Best of me, Joanna Serenko, Tyler Dale, salutations. I hope to have you guys in again. Yes. You're awesome. Always Absolutely. welcome. Thank you so much Thank for having you so us. Much. It's fun to have so much talent in Studio B. So Excellent. Brad Young, thanks for sitting in with me today. Oh, it's a blast. Always happy to do it. Always have a good time. Do you have an at-your-service coming up? Uh, normally it's on Wednesday nights, but uh, not this week because of Billiken basketball. So uh, catch it a week from tomorrow. 
week from tomorrow, 8 to 10. And here's the thing. Uh, He's really good at responding to all the texters. I do. I respond to texts, get lots of calls. Uh, To me, that's what AM radio does better than any other medium. And, And with this, it's also FM and streaming, is that it's interactive. Yeah. Can't get that anywhere else. I love it. So much fun. Bad news. Chris Ranji's back tomorrow. Oh, well. <laughs> Good things. You know, nothing gold can last. Hey, this is the Chris and Amy show. I'm going to stick around with Dave Glover next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 